Welcome to the segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound brought to you by Be Simply. Sometimes my hair's alright, I dwell on my past lives, act like I'm transcending. But I gotta do my best to do what mama says, not get offended. Gotta try to abide. Welcome to the segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound. This is Suzanne Toro, and as mentioned, this segment is brought to you by Be Simply. I really am thankful for all of you being here as we lead into this week of gratitude that is expressed on the North American continent. And today, I'm going to share with you um, a couple things about what action to take, uh, wisdom, and reconciliation. And so oftentimes when we get um, hurt, I don't know, tested, all of these things, we can put up barriers that keeps us from relating to one another from here forward. And this is hard because sometimes one needs to protect themselves from harm or can no longer actually absorb what they've been absorbing for an unhealthy relationship dynamic, friendship, whatever it might be. Or it might be that uh, one is relating to someone with different addictive patterns that one can't just sustain that support. And this is where we're at. And that's why in a lot of the mental health and even spiritual talk is about boundaries. And I really like to refer to this concept a little different that uh, as it is related in the sense of a spiritual practice that causes no harm, rather than uh, creating walls and fortresses around one another to really understand what it means to protect self and to protect others. And when this happens, then there's not this sense of, um, gosh, there's all these different languages that are used, like trying to cut cords or, again, build up fortresses around one another. So you actually limit that which you can experience. And if we look at the possibility within every moment, it's immense. It's infinite. And so if all of a sudden we start to create these fortresses around ourselves because we are in judgment of someone's behavior, actions, and so forth, it limits, it actually limits us because it says, I cannot uh, do this. I don't have the strength. And that may be so. So that might be like, okay, I have to protect myself. And that's where you take refuge And this is why in a spiritual practice, and I'm going to use the word spiritual in uh, a way that's not uh, connected to anything, but in a, a, a divine practice, when you take refuge, that means you take 
comfort and retreat in a place that is either in nature with a community where there's no question of aligned values and ethics and within that community there's a deep level of trust and so then what happens is when you take that refuge you're able to reestablish your own foundation your own understanding of self and how to protect self to navigate all the energies out in the world and re-engage and then you have the opportunity for those that maybe have caused some of the wounds in and around you contributed i will say they didn't completely cause them because you participated you have the opportunity to navigate it from a new perspective from a new lens and so therefore there's no isolation from any or all things it's being self-aware and understanding what uh, is possible in a moment and how one can escalate a situation from within or de-escalate the situation the same as possible within the outside world and so i encourage anyone that's inspired to think about how they or if they know how to protect themselves physically mentally emotionally and spiritually and if you don't we're going to talk a little bit about that today um you please reach out to me because it's it's very intricate and specific to the person and there's a self-accountability aspect because one was participating in a dance that was not healthy or did not uh, shore up evolution or transformation or at least keep the everything moving in an efficient and healthy mechanism so things can grow and nature shows you know we have at least on this planet we have the ability to go through all these seasons every annual solar cycle we have the ability to go through rebirth full-on living in action to shedding to death to rebirth so every year you get to be reborn if you so to choose and with each new cycle you can build upon the last cycle and this is what we're doing in the form of cause and effect from one lifetime to the next i'm using the infinite model but you could use this as you get to wherever you imagine you're going you're building upon it and you're adding to it. It doesn't, there's no end point. It's this action that keeps flowing and flowing and flowing. And you, there is an attachment, I think, within most humans here on planet Earth that they get to a stopping point. But there's plenty of resting points along the way. And even within this annual cycle, if you follow your rhythms and learn how to follow your rhythms and what they mean and go a little bit deeper, you'll see the patterns and where historically you can actually prepare yourself to meet those mile markers, I call them, with grace, with fortitude, with strength, while not being so distracted by the outside world. So 
last week I talked a, a little bit about, um, you know, being in a place where you can honor yourself and take action, meaning that you're not enabling uh, the dysfunction here on planet Earth. And I want to deepen that concept today because to understand what right action is, is a difficult process because sometimes we're just approaching at it from our lens, from a one point lens that is based on all of our travels, not everyone else's. So when we come up into the eagle's eye, into the vision from above, we can start to see the wheel of roads that have led us to here to this point. And then we can start to understand what that right action might be. And even then, where we're in the present moment, we're deciding what the right action would be. There's another uh, eagle's eye that's needed is to really feel into that future field and see how that will manifest in the future. And so oftentimes I encourage my students when we go through karma, there's several layers, but the first layer when we go through those lessons um, is that you consider your actions, even the small actions, because how is it going to feel in the future? Like if I do this, then you start imagining just for a moment, not to like be too intrusive with it, but ooh, is that going to feel good if that comes back at me? Like if that exact thing, action that I'm taking comes right back at me, how is that going to feel? And will it be disorienting because I might be in a completely different circumstance so I don't really understand where this boomerang came from. And so when we lead into right action, a lot of our decisions and perceptions are informed by our most immediate history that we know. And a lot of that history is not even accurate. So we're, we're actually attached to stories that weren't even told accurately to the what is. And then we forget sometimes because we get so passionate about the atrocities of the past and what was done that we forget to consider how is that impacting here? And it very well might be impacting here or not. And so when we sift through all of that and, and really evaluate where our current place is in our current family unit with ourself in our community, we can start to see where we can take action. And that's a profound, profound choice that we can make with ourself and then others. And when we take uh, simple steps forward, we begin to start understand those, those steps have a ripple. If we take overt steps forward, it's going to have an even bigger ripple, and I can almost guarantee that it will miss the mark. And the reason for that, if we look at how nature is constructed, if you go out and observe, when I take people out on vision quest, and we sit, we sit for days on end in silence, uh, 
you start to see and notice nature and you start to witness its relationship to you because it becomes curious as to why you're there. But there's so many intricate steps that create all of this. And so it's, it's not a, a wham, bam, here it is kind of thing. It's all these efforts that lead to a magnificent sunset. It's all these efforts that lead to all those stars in the sky. And so when you feel into this opportunity to be in right action, I encourage you to utilize the wisdom that's within you and the road that you've traveled with the willingness to observe the road that everyone else has traveled to the best of your ability. And again, this technique is not meant to stop you into an imaginative state and projection state. It's just to really be the observer of all that is in and around you. And then from there, you'll start to tap into your inner wisdom. Each and every one of us has an intelligence and a unique intelligence. The issue with our current situation for humanity is that we are plugged into these devices that create an interrupt with your highest intelligence. You get an impression everywhere and it interrupts because the tech world knows that we grasp that we magnetize towards conditions and patterns. And so if it keeps interrupting you with something that it's determined that you kind of like or you really like, it creates a magnetism to something that's not necessarily yours. It might be something you'd like to have for lunch or a new thing you want to purchase, but it's not the wisdom. It's actually distracting you from your wisdom. So to access that wisdom, that's why these, this, these segments I do these is to have a little bit of dis discourse in a non-traditional fashion. It's what I call a Dharma talk, but we're not going to like go down any road. I touch on certain things, meaning past theological and scientific uh, methodology. I'm use utilizing this talk to open some concepts within your consciousness and then we go into the silence and that's where I encourage you to be and allow your intelligence to activate within you it's not a vision necessarily it's not a thought it's nothing it's like going into the deep abyss of nothingness so that you can access something that cannot even be recorded by sound or anything or an electromagnetic relay switch it is something that's so personal to your being that only you can receive it. And then when you come out, you're not even sure what you received, but it will start to activate within you because you're ready. You were ready to receive that. And all day long when we're walking in nature and interacting with each other, these spontaneous awakenings can happen and will happen irregardless of any of the outside forces trying to interrupt nature or humanity as it exists here on this planet. 
And so through this process, if we start to really uh, get really in tune with that wisdom and the willingness to look at all directions, then we have this opportunity to reconcile. Because if we spend too much time in analysis paralysis, if we spend too much time holding a grudge or a vengeance or revenge against one another, we are not going to evolve and we will be have little anchors holding us down to our past actions. And then when we take history and superimpose a mistold story into the present moment from our ancestors, which were you, <laughs> which were you, you participated uh, into this present moment. Again, it creates all these obstructions, these walls, these boundaries. Instead, learning the power of reconciliation and protection. And this is why in the East and even in the West, there are traditions that create protection, welcome in protection from the unseen to the seen world. And so it's not so much about getting into someone's intellect, into their ego and telling them they can't do this anymore or ignoring someone because we didn't like the way they behaved and we didn't have the fortitude within ourselves to do our inner work. That's not how it works in nature. You don't see the animals like creating dams all around themselves. No, they keep flowing every single day, even though they're part of the life cycle. They keep flowing in harmony to create the magnificent things that we can go witness all over the world. Where we two-leggeds get in the way of ourselves is that we impose all these intellectual thoughts. Even when we go to spiritual texts, we can sit there and do analysis paralysis over the text without practicing from the depths of your soul. And when you touch the depths of your soul, you will awaken something within you that you will not be able to deny. And that will continue to build and build. And then when the outside world, the, the urban jungle continues to be constructed from here forward in many shapes and forms, your inner wisdom keeper will be there and will know what action to take. Irregardless of all the pressure and the outside uh, situations, the soul will know how to show up in those moments. And with our limited understanding of history, we see this, that the soul knew not to conform, that the soul knew to be the example, to stand up against something that was not natural. It was quote unquote, man-made to try to influence the one species on this planet that holds such an important part of the entire ecosystem. And for each and every one of you to remember that you hold a key 
to the nature that exists around you, that you hold a key of vision, imagination, and pure action into the potential of possibility. And with that responsibility comes the opportunity to yield and engage from a place of willingness to serve, not just self, but others. And it's interesting because as I observe some of the younger generations, they're tapping into aspects of the alchemy of nature and the universe. However, they're not practiced. They're not willing yet to really understand what they're playing with. And time and time again, this has gotten many civilizations into trouble because they start to access something that they do not understand. And then they start to play with the fire and the fire grows. And then the fire eventually takes out that civilization because there was not a willingness to really create the eagle's eye point of view of the eagle, not just in the now, but in the future. And to take responsibility with each one of those steps as one moves forward. So as we all enter into this week that's known here in North America uh, as a week of Thanksgiving, uh, I call it gratitude. And for many, it's a trigger because it's also a remembrance of past action that wasn't necessarily maybe the most honorable, yet it brought us all to here. And that's what happens. Sometimes dishonorable action leads to something else and we can't change it. And a lot of amazing things have arrived from those moments and a lot of less than savory atrocities have arrived. Less than savory moments and many atrocities have arrived. I want to correct my speech there from those actions. Yet that informs us as to what happens when we make those choices, cause and effect. And with that wisdom and that knowledge and self-awareness, we can start to utilize that if we so do choose to make better choices. Because our ancestors, which was you, laid the footwork to show us, this is what happens when you do this. This is what happens when you put your hand on the stove. And it's up to you if you want to make a different choice moving forward. And... Clearly, there's a mixed bag, so it takes some time to sort that out. So I applaud each and every one of you that have taken the time to hear, to do your inner work, to look in at your inner landscape, to allow that effort to be a part of your present moment action. And for those of you that 
haven't had the courage or the destiny to do that, if you're listening to this, I hope, I pray that you're inspired to do so. So as we move forward into this week, I encourage you to just give yourself a little bit of pause to evaluate. You only need your history. You don't need the world's history to do this. Evaluate where you're willing to, one, learn how to protect your mind, body, heart, and soul. Just notice where you feel you might need that for yourself. And sometimes that's just saying no thank you. It's not creating a whole, you violated my boundaries and I can't talk to you anymore because you said something I couldn't process or handle. It's, it's not necessary. Because if, if, if you need to walk away, you just make yourself unavailable in a polite way. <laughs> no, thank you. I can't do that right now. You know what? I, I'm taking care of myself right now. And, you know, I'll get back to you when I'm feeling strong and ready or have more space to contribute to our relationship. Because the minute you, you squelch something, then you're going to have to go back and rebuild it. You don't know what the destiny is. And I, I promise you, like, your destiny is something probably different in the future. But if you, like, extinguish it or attempt to, when you meet again, it's a little bit more effort versus like, oh, then they know, wow, you, how are you doing? How is your healing process? How was your transformation process? And then you see them differently because you've done your inner work. You've done an excavation of your inner landscape and you both can meet each other with a fresh pair of eyes. So as inspired, I encourage you as you go and sit with family and friends, if you're here in North America, and if you're not and you're looking in or you're out in the world, there are so many places, Australia, Brazil, many places in Europe, all over the world that are really standing up for humanity. Whatever occurs for you in this week, I encourage you in Northern Europe, I encourage you to Take a moment and sit with your free will, your ability to protect yourself and others, and your ability to reconcile your most immediate past so you can have a clean slate moving forward. We don't have to carry the future, the past into the future. We don't have to carry those history books with us other than to teach us how to do it better. So with that being said, I encourage each and every one of you in this moment to stay a little longer and sit in silence with yourself. We're going to rise up to a seated position. And I welcome you to just lift up from the base of your spine all the way up through the crown of the head. and Move the body a little bit and then soften those shoulders. And then take a nice, gentle breath in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. Another one, inhale.
and exhale. And then gently from there as you breathe in and out. I want you just to bring your gaze to a focal point down in front of you. Or if you have a fairly quiet mind, close your eyes. And then simply utilize that focal point in your breath to help you lead into all that is and is not.
Taking a soft, gentle breath in and out of your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual being. 
And then gently, without staying where your presence is, just recline into Shavasana, corpse pose, a.k.a. prone position on your back. Alternatively, you can curl up into the fetal position on the right or left side. And then gently from there, reconnect to your natural breathing pattern. Allow that to be your focal point as you lead into and receive these sound transmissions.
Taking a soft, gentle breath in and out of your heart center. Gently breathing in and out. And as you bring your awareness back to your physical body and your surroundings, just take another deep breath in. And out. Good. One more inhale. And exhale. And then... If you wish, you can stay in the position you're in or rise up into a seated position simply by rolling over onto your right or left side, pushing back up, lifting up that spine and taking another deep breath in and out. And now as you move gently into the next, I really welcome each and every one of you to take a moment for yourself and just let it all simmer with you. And as inspired, just sit with where and how you can bring into balance your selflessness your inner communion with your eternal being and how that can nourish and balance your entire being. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with the full heart, a soft gaze, a gentle smile, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply. Once again, I want to thank you all for being here today. And a special thanks to Randa Rab, Kadri Scott, and Dante Marino for contributing to this segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound. This has been brought to you by Be Simply. And as we exit out, you can stay for a little bit more. Kadri Scott, keep it local.
I do my best, maybe ever my rest. Till 